What's up, everybody? Welcome to GVG Cast, episode ninety-four. I want to say uh, that's right, ninety-four. This is the uh, this is the Good Vibes Arcade edition of GVG Cast. Welcome. I'm your host Brandon Miracle, joined by lovely art director and GVA ho- co-host, uh, and at this point, really just primary host because I'm not on there anymore. Daniel Alba. <laughs> Hello, Brandon. It's so good to be back with you on Good Vibes Arcade, but not really. <laughs> it's been a while. I've taken over. That's that's the weird thing is that last week I wanted to be here for the uh, premiere, I guess, of GV, GVG Cast on Twitch, but I wasn't able to be here. And like the subs, the followers, they exploded just in that one night, and I missed it. We have, we're over three thousand followers on here now, and now uh, here we are together again reunited under this one roof uh weird how things work out this way but i'm glad to be here with you again how you doing i'm good uh <clears throat> not doing too shabby i i just ate dinner uh so i'm all i'm all sated i guess um chad if you could let me know how we're performing on the back end just keep me updated uh but how are you all doing it's it's been kind of a weird couple of weeks in the gaming sphere because we just had that nintendo partner direct uh the week or the a week ago and then this last week or the current week i guess we had pokemon presents so there's been a lot of stuff happening we have yeah there's been ever since last week i feel like i've been just going and going um well, something I didn't get to say last week because I wasn't there is that I was playing a lot of uh, Unicorn Overlord, the demo that I released the other week. Uh, very beefy demo. It's like you you do the tutorial portion. That's like maybe like an hour, an hour and a half long. And then the demo begins where it's a five-hour timer. You can just do as much as you want until uh, that timer runs out. And then it all carries over to the main game. It's a very generous demo, and I, I quite like it right now, what i played so far. I was getting the uh, play-by-play from our friend Joe, who uh, those in chat would probably know as the animator of our current intro. Um, she, she was giving me the play-by-play of your stream um, because you were apparently very tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit sleepy that day, but I was being held aloft by everyone in chat. And I, Joe was there to help. Uh, she was describing to me what it was like, like a... It's a, it's a like ogre battle, but also with fire emblem elements just like weaved right in there. So mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it thus far, and I will be playing the rest of it hopefully a lot less sleepy once the full game comes out. Yeah, it it <laughs> looks interesting. I've never played a vanillaware game, but just seeing the gameplay, really? it really looked uh, it looked Daniel Core. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it seems right up your alley as as far as like being a tactics game. Oh man, yeah, I, I do highly recommend anyone that hasn't played it yet. Uh, Thirteen Sentinels, also by Vanillaware, fantastic game, uh, story rich, has some tactical elements to it as well. Uh, very good story to that one. And Vanillaware doesn't really make a game that doesn't hit. <laughs> I've been very impressed with their output for the longest time, and this is this looks like something else that's not going to disappoint. But but yeah, that was my my last week. Uh, we've been doing other stuff this week a lot more timely things as as i'm sure you're aware (laughs) yeah i've been playing uh what's probably going to be game of the year for a lot of people penny's big breakaway (laughs) of course that's what i've heard too yeah i've been raving about this one (laughs) yeah I, i i i picked it up just a couple days ago and i'm really enjoying it it's it it has that visual flair that kind of um retro look while also having like a very clean aesthetic um but the gameplay is really interesting because you know you're you're yo-yoing around i don't know how this game hasn't existed before how is this a new idea it seems like something that should have been around for a long time i've been hearing from people that they haven't enjoyed uh platforming in 3d this much since like mario odyssey in the way that it's allowed you it allows you to do you know the basic mechanics but you can also maneuver your main character in a way that kind of breaks some some situations in in a fun way and i've definitely seen some videos where i may not have played it yet but i could tell some wacky things are happening with with penny's uh breakaway yeah i i've done just the first world so far um 
and I'm still getting used to the controls. It's, I wouldn't say it's, it's clunky. It's just, you have a lot of maneuvers and a lot of those maneuvers can like, like with Mario Odyssey can combo into one another to uh, make you go faster, to cover long distances. Um, And I'm still getting used to that. John told me that eventually it will click and I think it is starting to, but I, I'm still trying my best. Uh, I'm playing the PS5 version um, because I wanted to play yeah. the game in 60 frames per second. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's it's pretty cool so far. Great music, just just great overall vibe. I thought I thought the story was kind of funny. Um, the breakaway being Penny trying to be a breakout star. Um, and the, the kind of self-centered emperor dude, he ain't about that. So he sent his penguin army to capture Penny. The, (laughs) the penguins are after you. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, unfortunately though, I am experiencing some bugs. Like I've gotten stuck to cliff sides a lot. Kind of like an Ocarina of Time when Link is trying to jump off of a ledge, but he just kind of trips and falls over, and he starts going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It's literally yeah. that. But you just you can't get off. Um, and that's happened to me several times. No. So I'm just kind of hoping that gets patched out. Otherwise, it's, mm-hmm. been a, it's been a very good experience. Yeah, I, I heard some people haven't really experienced it that much at all. Others have run into it a lot, but hopefully that gets yeah. I'm sure that'll get ironed out as time goes on because it does seem like a very, a very unique, somehow unique experience. As you mentioned, nobody's made a game of, of this style before with with like that kind of platforming with yo-yos. It looks so fun. I'll get into it. I'll get to it eventually. But I'm playing a lot of other stuff right now, and it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with everything coming out at, at a breakneck pace right now. Yeah, because there's another game that just came out that uh, is also Game of the Year for a lot of people. And this time, I'm actually talking about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's going to that's gonna be one of the big topics for the day. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Man. I can't believe oh, we're finally here and that the story is finally continuing. It, The game picks up, like... Like there hasn't been a five-year gap or four-year gap or whatever it's been. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How they do that? <laughs> the the game just starts and they're like, all right, we're moving on to the next part of the story. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I was I was told and we've we've heard that the um the beginning just goes right away. And I'm just like, oh, this is how this game's starting. I see now. <laughs> and I have many questions off the top of my head. Yeah, we're probably not going to talk too much about story spoilers. Uh, right. Mostly because I haven't seen most, much of the story yet. I'm only at the end of Chapter 2. Um, but we can talk about gameplay. We did have the open world portion of the demo come out last week. And uh, I don't know if you did, but I decided not to play it since we were so close to launch. I was like, I'll just save that part for when the game comes out. Um, no, I, I, I hadn't played it. I'll be honest. Uh, I was trying to catch up with that right now. Uh, I, I did the portion that says if you have played the demo of the flashback, you can skip that part and continue off. So I'm pretty much at the end of said demo portion. And when I play again, now I'll actually do new content that wasn't in the demo. But I, I do, I did play a lot of the demo when it was out. So I do have a feeling, I uh, feel of the gameplay, of the just pretty much everything that we've already previously discussed on our, our on our discussion back a while back. But it's good to hear your your thoughts and opinions because you weren't available for our Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, like our first impressions of the demo. So sounds yeah. like you're having a good time. <laughs> I am. Uh... I I love the updates to the gameplay. It 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 honestly hasn't changed that much from like a combat perspective. Um mm-hmm. but world design is a whole different story. Unlike the yeah. narrow passageways of Midgar, we are now in the open fields of the entire planet. <laughs> That's 
that's one of the big things because I feel like a lot of games that I've played, um, one of the ones that comes up is the, 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 the Tales of series. I feel like recently the scope of the locations you explore, all of these games are clearly designed as either narrow hallways or big hallways. Just, these, these games turn into hallways and there's not very many chances for you to like actually go out and explore the world in a, in a much broader sense but what we've seen in final fantasy 7 like trailers what we're probably going to be playing very soon uh it's it's opened up it's actually like it's a much more wider scope to explore like an actual like open-ended area which is really exciting because that's one of the it's like unlocking that magic from when you're playing Final Fantasy VII, the original, for the first time. You're in the world map, and you can kind of just go wherever you want to an extent. But when you're when you're young, like that that scope seems massive to you, and it's like unlocking that again for me when I see how much we can explore. Even in the opening segment, when you're following Tifa around, it's like wow, you can actually there's a lot around here. You can contextually run and jump over items and things. You can hit stuff like you could before, but it just feels so much bigger, man. It's crazy. In some ways too, like because of, uh, the, um, kind of linearity of Midgar and just the entirety of remake, uh, part one, um, that game feels like a much more catered experience when it comes to leveling up, obtaining skills, uh, getting new mm -hmm. weapons, you get those things when you get them because that's when the game planned for you to get them. But this is different. This is an open world uh, for the most part. So you're going to be leveling up at a different pace than other people. You're going to be finding things at different times than other people. And I feel like that was the magic ticket that takes Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth from this kind of guided, hey, remember what this game used to be like, to, uh, oh, wow, this is what the game used to be like. <laughs> um, it, it kind of feels like we're... I, it's weird to put it this way, but it's like the game is a real RPG this time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that feeling. Like I, I guess one of the things... I mentioned this beforehand way back was uh, Midgar is this completely industrialized area, and so... When I think of like classic Final Fantasy, it's like, oh, you're out in the open green fields, you're exploring the, in these forests, these fantastical areas, and there was like only one scene that hinted to that at, towards the end of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, where you kind of see a, a simulated version of like this vast green area. It's like, oh, that's the Final Fantasy that I that I think about when I when I think about Final Fantasy. But now we're actually in that area because we're we've left Midgar. We're in this place that feels even. Uh, contextually a lot more like you know the fantasy genre that I remember it as and it's weird because now I'm, I'm so used to Midgar that it's weird to be out in the open like I, it does feel strange <laughs> like like uh, that one quote that Aerith says like it, it just feels different now that one quote that they changed <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah the the steel sky quote that's I remember that they saw that there as well I miss Unique it changes the made. steel sky and now, instead of saying she misses the steel sky, this time, with the update, she says she dislikes this sky, new sky. I don't like, I don't it. like it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Which is interesting, because in some ways it, it means the same thing, but it could also be interpreted to mean something else. Um, yeah. I wasn't, I, wasn't too, I wasn't too hard on this quote being changed for, um, unlike some people were, like, offended by it. Because... When you think about it contextually, uh, when you say this, the the skills, the for her saying the steel sky, I miss it. Um, it more it more sounds like she's just homesick, like she'd rather just be back mm -hmm. at home where she was. But now, even though it's 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 very plainly said, I don't like it. It, it shows that she's afraid because she's in a place that she's not. It's, it's not familiar. She she doesn't know where she is, and everyone's kind of like, what's going to happen? Because that's been the that's been like the running theme of this entire game was like. What is going to happen with this cast of characters in this location, in this, in this new uh, scenario? So The untold journey will continue. Um, yeah. I, it's kind of funny going to an open world game that's designed quite like this one after playing games like Tears of the Kingdom, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, this, this is teetering on Ubisoft open world for me. And... Not really? in a bad way, but, like, I'm getting those vibes. I'm like, all right, we got towers. 
There are towers. <laughs> they do what you think they do. Um, yeah. And then there's like seven... There's like four or five ver uh, different types of things you can find. And then there's like seven of those things sprinkled everywhere. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of baseline for an open world, but it's not bothering me that much because what I like about it is that every little thing you find does reward you in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. Like you have the, uh, I don't know how far into chapter two you are, but I assume you've been discovered. I assume you've been roaming around the grasslands at least a little bit. I've, uh, very soon. <laughs> I, I know I'll definitely have more to discuss from this because we'll, okay. we'll be playing this for weeks to go. But I, I pretty much just have the baseline for what the opening sequences was for, for the game. Well, you can, like, find... There's a couple different things you can find. You can find towers. They will pinpoint points of interest for you in nearby areas. Um, and, yes, there are towers in Breath of the Wild and Spider-Man. But, like, this <laughs> this this is a little different. Um Everything you do um, helps Chadley with his research. That's the context. That's the context for like everything you discover in the open world. Is just mm -hmm. Chadley's doing research, and every time you find a thing, uh, you get experience points. It helps Chadley's research, and then you unlock some stuff. So every little thing you do, there is a reward for it. Um, you can find like gathering materials, which you can use to craft different things in your little item transmutator. Uh, every time you transmute a new item for the first time, you get experience points. Uh, so the game is saying, even if you don't need this thing, you should make it because if you do it, you'll get experience, which will let you transmute new items. Um, so here I am. Every time I see a little indicator that there's something on the ground to pick up, I'm, I'm just swooping it up as I go. Um, that's the loop. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice to just be rewarded for doing anything. Uh, right. So you don't have to do that stuff, but it's nice because no matter what you find, no matter what you do, you will be rewarded for it. And uh, you can choose to move on in the story or just keep doing that stuff. I... It's like I'm, yeah, it's like I'm starting to get those like Xenoblade... Uh, when you're collecting all the items off the ground, like, like as someone as Dan offline and Chad is mentioning, collectopedia sort of things where you collect enough items, you get rewarded for it. Just pretty much doing anything, <laughs> you get rewarded for it. Especially with like Future Connected or Redeemed, rather. Uh, there was a lot of that, I, I believe. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice. You get rewarded with um, research points as well, and those research mm -hmm. points can be traded with Chadley for Materia. Um, oh, okay. And those research points are dedicated to the area you're in. So, like, when you're in grasslands, uh, all the grassland research gives you grassland research points. And you spend the grassland research points on a set of specific materia for grasslands. Um, mm, okay. That's kind of how it works. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of scratching an itch in my brain. Which is like, ooh, see thing, do thing. So I'm doing a lot of that. I just hope it doesn't wear thin on me by the time the credits roll. If if that happens, I, I might just beeline for the end at one point. We'll see what happens. Um, oh, man. We're going to have another another Final Fantasy 16 where towards the end. I'm getting worried. That's all I'm everything. saying. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, oh, my goodness. The side quests aren't so bad, though. They're, in the Grasslands, there's only five. Um five side quests for this huge massive land um and i say there's wow. only five side quests but that's not including all the other little things you can do just five dedicated side quests with a story and whatnot so that's kind of nice is you're not being overwhelmed with any one thing you're just being overwhelmed with a lot of little things <laughs> i can handle that if it doesn't overwhelm me too much then sure, I, I will definitely go through with something like that. Uh, that 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 pleases me as well. I'm looking forward to being able to see what the game has in store for me in that sense. To put but. it into perspective, I just finished collecting and doing everything you can possibly do in the grasslands, and I'm at like ten and a half hours of gameplay. So uh, oh, wow, there's plenty to do now. A lot of that was me sitting on the pause screen because 
you know, I'm a dad now, so I occasionally have to go into dad mode. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not putting my PS5 in rest mode, because as soon as she's ready, I'm going right back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so you you might need to add like a couple, you might need to subtract a couple hours from my time, but there's plenty to do. Uh, and just, wow, I'm having a really good time. <laughs> Man, it's going to be me literally bouncing between um the end of persona 5 persona, i keep saying persona, persona 3 reload and final fantasy 7 rebirth i'm at the for those who know the the final month of the game i'm in the final month so there's not too much more for me to do but man it's hard to decide what i want to play <laughs> right now to to finish that off or to jump into final fantasy 7 so i'm going to be doing a balance this PS5 is going to be working overtime. <laughs> you sound like Ash, desperately trying to get to the end of Final Fantasy 16. Now that oh, Rebirth is out, <laughs> here, here, I know what to expect here with Reload. I don't think Ash can expect how much side quests are to do towards the end and the conflicting, uh, the 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 conflict he'll have determining whether to actually do these or to just finish the game. Because I had that when I was in there that moment too. I would say go ahead and just finish P3R. If you're already that close, you might as well just get across the finish line. Um, just, just be wary of Twitter, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's just that's the thing. It's just more a dodging you have to do for Twitter because you're just trying to look on IGN for things. Yes, and it's not even there. Don't go to IGN if you're if you don't want if you want to remain spoiler free. Everybody, that, the whole that, front page was just stories about rebirth, and I was like, no. <laughs> God, give me like a few days at least. Please, I'm begging. I've only been waiting for this game since what? Twenty? Oh God, twenty twenty? Oh no, nineteen. It's been a while. Jeez Louise. Regardless, it's been a long time. Um, it's been a while. But yeah, I hope you're all enjoying Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I hope you're staying spoiler free, and I Please. hope. Uh, I hope you don't spoil it for each other. Don't do that. Um, Keep it to yourself, and we'll all enjoy the ride at our own pace. Yeah. So uh, another big thing that happened this current week is Pokemon. We had Pokemon okay. Presents. You and I were both there for this. And uh, it's interesting seeing the reactions to this on Twitter, because I had the time of my life in that last like minute and a half and then we have, like, the other half of GVG who just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I was enjoying it, starting with uh, TCG Pocket. That, that was, that looks super interesting yeah. to me. For, for what it is, for what it is, it's a, it's a cute little, like, car collecting, open two packs a day thing that I hope we can all play together. And I, yeah, I've been was... getting into TCGs, so oh boy. that announcement sure came at a good time. I'm lucky that Fire Emblem Cipher never came out here because I still have cards of it, but man, I would have gotten many more if that was translated and brought over to the West. That's me, but Monster Hunter Hunter hunting card. Same problem. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my goodness. But yeah, the, the Pokemon TCG pocket, I'm excited for when that comes out. But we all know the real story was finding out that we can play as Maridon in Pokemon Unite. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was it was Legends. Uh, <sighs> I really enjoy Pokemon Legends Arceus, 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 whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. Um ironically, that's not that's like the one game I didn't like finish the Pokédex for. I did that for like the mainline series like Scarlet Violet, Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. Um but I mean, I I did a lot of the Pokédex for Ar Arceus. And just thinking about what what it led up to, because I was I was having like a time because they kept teasing Johto throughout the entire <laughs> uh, presentation. I was like, it's gonna be Johto, Brandon. Look at all the unknown. And then they pull out Kalos <laughs> out of nowhere, bamboozled me. They really did. I I talked about this in our partner chat and. Um... It's so funny. My friend Harley specifically said that he wanted a Pokemon Legends Zygarde. Yeah. Like three or four days before this happened. And I was like, that's never going to happen. 
and it happened. <laughs> it's been three thousand years, Brandon. We're gonna get Pokemon Z. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. This is the coolest way they could have possibly done Pokemon Z. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even mad that it's not Gen two or Gen five because I I do enjoy Kalos. I didn't. I enjoyed Gen six. We did a whole video on that. I think I was with um some some of the other guys were just discussing uh how much we actually enjoy x and y and and lamenting there there was no z in that too so we we're coming full circle here in a big way yeah it's it's kind of cool too um because pokemon legends uh arceus 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 whichever way you say it in japanese they pronounce it arceus but i know it's ah. technically arceus so I'm going to call it Arceus. Pokemon Legends Arceus <laughs> uh, takes place in the past, but it's not entirely clear where Pokemon Legends ZA will take place. It looks like it could be in the past or in the future. And I, I kind of wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, it's it was confusing because the way that they present it, when you first see it, just like they're doing the sketch of like like building layouts, but then it comes becomes very like blueprinty and futuristic with the way that they demonstrate showing you the blueprints of Lumio City, and it felt like they definitely wanted to divide the feel of like the the like distant past of Sinnoh with Hisui with a lot more modern take on Lumio City. So if it's a different time period like that, it, it seems like early 1900s industrial like like they're starting mm -hmm. to create the, the the industrial revolution is happening in this <laughs> to this point and um like we're just we're making real buildings we're using pokemon to help build these uh much more elaborate buildings and such with lumio city i don't know that's the kind of feel that i got what about you i kind of had an idea stewing in my head and i don't know if this would happen but i think it'd be interesting if the game took place in that time period like you said and also present day so like mm. you develop the plans in the past assemble the pokemon and materials you need to to build um and expand lumio city and then you can go to present day and see all your stuff flourishing and done um mm. so it would like take time out of the building process but also like excuse it for being done so quickly not that they would need to do that it's just j just trying to to play with the idea in my head a little bit um because i love pokemon legends arceus for being in the past i think that was super cool i don't need to do that again necessarily like right i think running around a bustling city in the legend style, being able to throw Pokeballs, have my Pokemon accompany me in the wild, and do that in a more modern place, I think is in some ways more exciting to me than what we got with the with Hisui. Yeah, I'm wondering what like the goals will be. I, I, I had an idea of like maybe the main overarching goal of this game from start to finish is just building the Prism Tower like a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. Just slowly building that up all the way because that's that's obviously the the main centerpiece, the highlight of this of the of Lumio City. But it's so big, um, maybe that's like you're you're in charge of building, like reconstruction and replanning all of these locations. Uh, there's so many different ways that they can take it, and I'm yeah, it's exciting to consider like what direction are they going with this and just even the little things like who are the starters going to be? I want to know who the stars are going to be. <laughs> We had uh, our friend uh, Rebecca Stone on Twitter um, posted a a picture telling us to to pick our starters, and I'm trying to remember who I picked. Let me pull up my phone. Um, oh, I picked for my start. While you're doing that, my starters, my choice was uh, Snivy. I mm -hmm. want my my Snivy because we're gonna get Gen Five in here some one way or another. Uh, Sobble, I think Sobble. I think Inteleon would be a very clever. Uh, uh, look into like in, in the whole French setting, um, and oh, what was the last one for grass type? No, I mean no, no for uh, for fire type. Um, I wanted to say I, I guess I would have to pick Litten because there's there's only so many you can pick. You probably not there's probably not going to be any of the Gen one, two, or three because Cynical is already in the last Legends, mm -hmm. and 
Blaziken already has a Mega Evolution. So no, this is another thing. I think all these Pokemon that we're going to have as our starters are going to have a Mega Evolution. And this is their chance for a Mega Incineroar. They're not going to pass this opportunity up. So uh, my three are Totodile. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't, like, based in any kind of, like, knowledge or anything. This is just me picking Pokemon I like. <laughs> so I got Totodile, uh, Turtwig, and uh, Litten. So we we share Litten, actually. Um, okay. I'm trying to manifest Mega Incineroar. Uh, right. <laughs> because Incineroar is already perfect, and I want to see what Ascended Perfection looks like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need him to go further beyond exactly. the ring. I was thinking about this, too, because you actually get a second starter in X and Y. Because later in the game, you get the choice of a Gen 1 starter. Mm, uh, right. So I was wondering if they do that again. But instead of giving you a Gen 1 starter, they give you a Gen 6 starter. Yeah, I, that that seems like the best little bonus that they, you'd be able to offer there. Um, and then they could get their Mega Evolutions because they didn't have any. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. It is ironic that like those starters didn't have a Mega Evolution, but they gave one to all the Kanto uh, starters instead. The favoritism. Guy, right, are we going to get... Mega Charizard Z now? You know it's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> they got to market it somehow with that big lizard. We're getting Mega Charizard I... A, too. You better be prepared. <laughs> Just an A form. Oh, God. I want him to, like, be in the shape of an R-wing. <laughs> He's just a plane. <laughs> he just turns into a plane. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but I think that would be a perfect way to do that. Uh, because I always thought it was neat that you got a second starter in X and Y. Um, that was the beginning of when they started to really like, I don't want to say pander to gen one, but that's really what they were doing. They're pandering to gen one mm-hmm. as um, they will, but now they can pander to gen six because it's so old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Ah, the, there's just so many possibilities and that's not even counting like all the lore we can get into. So I feel like X and Y kind of floundered on the lore. If you're going to talk about like the war in the past the like, story is kind of they gonna the story is kind of poopy but i'm just gonna be <laughs> honest <laughs> it had potential but they didn't expound upon it in a way that they could have and the, the way that they can here with legend za uh has me wondering what are they gonna do what are they gonna show i want to know i want to know who the ancestors are going to be uh for character like how we had the ancestor to like um the, the characters from Sinnoh right in in legends uh like like a somebody related to like lysander diantha uh professor sycamore uh it's exciting to think about yeah it's uh i mean even the title like pokemon legend za isn't that the name of the king or is that his name backwards or something as yeah like az yeah so obviously he's gonna have a counterpart if not just himself Depending on whether we're in the past or the future or present day, we still don't know. Um, though I guess if the man can live as long as he did in X and Y, he might just be there as himself. <laughs> he might just be, yeah. It might just be the same person. I can imagine you see them like pretty late in the game or something, and and I don't know. That's that's are, are maybe we... he'll still clean up a bit. He'll have the, uh, but he won't have his flabebe. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe we get his flabebe. Oh, and Flabebe just kind of travels around with us for a while. That's your little partner character, little yeah. Flabebe floating around with you. Come on, that'd be so cute. It has like a little pencil to write in the the <laughs> the, the the design plans. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. That's uh, the whatever. The, well, if they call it any other region, that's their that's that specific regional form, and then it, it becomes the Flabebe we see in X and Y. I don't know, I'm spitballing. There's so much that they could do here. Uh, the one thing I've been, that's been really been stewing in my brain is just, I hope they don't change the gameplay from Legends. Like, I want it to be Legends because it's the gameplay from Legends, you know what I'm saying? Right. I want to run around and throw Pokeballs and capture Pokemon. I want that element to still be there. If that changes, I will, I will actually just cry, (laughs) because... 
That's what. I, that's why I got. That's why I got excited for a Legend sequel to begin with. Is I just want the same thing but better. My gosh, there was something I wanted to look up real quick, but uh, Pokemon Legends. What was their name? So there was someone in Legends. I. I. I I'm annoyed that I can't remember their name right now because it was so cool. They were one of the two twin. The, they ran the, the, the train the, the conductor. Train. Yeah, but he was from Unova, wasn't he? Was he, he from Unova? He was. Yeah. I want. Yeah, Ingo. Right. Are we gonna get some some other link to that? Because the he other was like twin. out of. Because <laughs> they were like out of time. They were in a in a weird place. Like they weren't supposed to be there, and I... they were kind of aware. It's interesting you bring that up because I feel like Pokemon Legends is going to be spinning its own arc. Like, I don't think the events of Pokemon Legends Arceus are over. Like, mm -hmm. there's there's something overarching happening yeah. in the background with this. Yeah, that's very interesting to me. Because Arceus had to pull you out of your own time. Someone has to do that if that's what's happening in the new game. Uh, mm -hmm. Or maybe it's the same trainer. If it's the same trainer, I will lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just oh my goodbye. Was was her name? Ikari? Ray? I forget the. I forget their names. Oh, oh like the like the, uh, the the main character. Yeah, our trainer, Akari. Yeah, Akari. That's right. Uh, Akari and Ray. Yeah. You can just see yourself starting to slip through time as you see the other one just standing there, being like. Where where are you going? I don't know. Because <laughs> like we gotta have a uh, Serena and what's his face uh, counterparts in this one, but maybe they'll make an appearance in some way. Who knows? I that the we, there's like be a whole discussion on like just the lore and what might happen in the story of this game. But until we like actually see some characters, we, that's all up in the air for the moment. It, it's crazy that I that we can be this invested in a Pokemon game that we know literally nothing about. <laughs> the only thing we know is that the entire game takes place in Lumio City. That's it. That's all we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a huge, huge looking city. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I love Pokemon. It's I just that the games lately haven't been polished as well as they could be. But I, I love the characters and stories that they weave with this. Like, Scarlet and Violet had the most mind-blowing story of a Pokemon game I play when you get to, like, those final hours. One of the so, best. So they know what they're doing with their stories, the way that they weave these all together from one to the other. Like we had we had Perrin in uh, um, Scarlet Valley DLC straight out of Ancestor going back the other direction from Legend Arceus. So what are they going to do with this game? I don't know. I'm excited. I want to know. I'm so happy that there's a Pokemon coming out that I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not this year, Brandon. It's next year. We're going to wait. They're going to let this one cook. I've seen a lot of people talking about that, and I don't want to make anyone worried, but I do want you all to remember that when the first Legends was announced, it was announced in February and came out the following January. So this is actually the second time this is happening. Um, but what if it takes longer? <laughs> what if I believe? I want, I want to believe that they took more time, but I don't think they actually did, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I guess, yeah. It just depends because we didn't see any gameplay this time at all. Unlike last time, we did see gameplay. So was uh -huh. it ready at all? Or well, I guess was it true. like Was it just a choice that they made or, to do that? I don't know. I can't remember entirely, but I, you know, Legends and Scarlet and Violet were developed simultaneously. But I, um, I can't remember which one started development first. I think it I'm was Scarlet sure. and Violet. It might have. It might have been. Which is crazy. Yeah. That means Legends had a shorter development cycle and ended up way better. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was in its own way more focused than what Scarlet and Violet went for, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I hope they can create something that we can be we can call truly memorable with this one because like I love we we both love Legend Arceus quite a lot, and they did a little bit they borrowed a little bit of that formula putting it into Scarlet and Violet. And I enjoyed those portions, but if we go back into the way that Legends did it uh, and just expand upon that, mm -hmm. I think we can have a real, something really cool for uh, Pokemon Legends ZA. Absolutely, so. I 
I just want to say congrats to Pokemon Legends for being so successful the first time that it got to continue to be its own thing. That's yeah. so cool that that happened. That's awesome. That means, <laughs> like, this game will probably do well and Legends will probably just continue as its own series from now on. Which means there will be a Pokemon game that I don't like, followed by a Pokemon game that I love. <laughs> I'll I'm, take it. I'm only partially <laughs> kidding. I, I'm, I'm assuming um, that the the improvements that come across with a game like Legends will bleed into the to the other main series. This is main series, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I was, and last thing uh, for 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 me, anyways, I was tickled that the logo changed again. Um, we're in in the West. The Pokemon logo has just stagnated and been the same yellow and blue logo mm -hmm. every single generation. In Japan, they do it differently. The logo stylized to different colors in every mainline game in Japan. Uh, they only borrowed the blue and yellow design that we have over in the West for Sword and Shield, and that looked like a worse logo <laughs> for it. But they changed it. There's like a, a nice little like magenta tinge to it now for um for yeah. this one. Yeah, it looks really nice. It actually reminds me of uh, Diamond and Pearl, specifically Pearl, in the color a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I love seeing that those little changes. But yeah, that I'm. We'll, we'll stay tuned for more because we're gonna be keeping our ear to the ground for this for this game whenever we get more news on it. Yeah, it's uh, I 100% at Pokemon Legends, the first one, and I will probably do that again. So once it's out, I will probably Reptile Brain that game so look forward to me being insufferable um we'll unless do that it, together unless it comes out around monster hunter wilds in which case i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself uh oh <laughs> it's gonna have conflicting conflicting uh priorities at that point uh oh not good for me um <laughs> but uh that's probably gonna do it for major stories from us today uh i want to really quickly um draw attention to the layoffs that happened last week or I'm wishing the best for all the developers who have been affected. I hope you find work. Right. You deserve it. You're wonderful people. Yeah. You're the ones that make us talk about discussions like this, that bring that's that spark discussions about games that we've been playing and our lives would not be the same without you guys working out there and making these games happen. So we hope you guys can land on your feet and get back in the business in some way or form for sure. And congrats to Toys for Bob for going independent. You guys rock. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Hell um, yeah. So do your best. We love you. We're going to keep playing your games. Um, and you'll keep changing our lives. So thank you for that. Thank um, you. But why don't we get into our patron topics for the week? I'll admit patron I topics. still haven't picked one because I, <laughs> I uh -oh. had to get us set up for today. Uh, so Daniel, <laughs> while I'm finding mine, why don't you go ahead and start us off? I've got a patron topic by Dark B. Andy, who's asking, have you guys ever wanted to buy weapon replicas, props, or actual light katanas when you go to any convention? I'm currently at Emerald City Comic Con, and I've been seeing them. But also a follow-up, do you guys struggle to buy which weapon you want? Uh, to, uh, do you guys struggle figuring out which one uh, to buy that suits you? It's like finding the right glasses or tattoo on yourself, and I'm having a hard time picking one that suits me. I've definitely had a situation in which I, I've wanted to buy replicas at some point or another. My strongest desire to buy a replica sword has to come from, oh gosh, I think it's uh, Heroic Replicas. They make some really great ones. And the one I saw there was the Gilded Sword from Majora's Mask. I'm sure everyone's very surprised that I chose a weapon from Zelda, much less Majora's Mask. But people always talk about the Razor Sword. Um, that sword, unfortunately, is hardly ever seen in-game because when you upgrade to Razor Sword, you can immediately just put it up to the, the Gilded Sword mm -hmm. because the Razor Sword only takes like 100 hits and then it's, it's dull again. But the Gilded Sword, I really like the look of that. It's got those cool like golden diamonds inside of it. It's got the really angular hilts uh, um, on it. And I don't know, I just really enjoy that one. That one looks really cool to me. If I wanted to go super extra, I guess it would be the Great Fairy Sword, but I don't know how who can accurately replicate something so fabulous as that with the rainbow look, the the mirror on it, the mar the rose etched into it. But yeah, Gilded Sword is definitely one of the ones there. And I guess if I ever had a chance, it'd be cool to have a Keyblade. <laughs> who doesn't want a Keyblade? That'd be fun. It'd be a lot less lethal to swing around. I feel like I even to. like non Kingdom Hearts 
fans, I feel like even they want Keyblades because they just look cool. <laughs> oh, they look they're so awesome. It's funny. I think the Keyblade was more attractive to me to the series than even the Disney characters back when I was a kid. I was like, that's just a cool weapon. Just a big key. <laughs> I was, I really enjoy, even now I really enjoy my keys. Um, I had like a really, I had a really chunky golden one from, I don't know where, but I had it around. I had it like a, as a good luck charm when I was a kid. I still have it somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it's around my desk in some place. And even now, um, my keychains, they're all just key items. There's like a, what do I, I had, oh, I have it right here. Hold on real quick. My, my actual keychains on my keys, uh, one of them is a keyblade, actually. Oh, nice. And another, another one is a, is a small key, from the specifically from Twilight Princess. I love the Twilight and, Princess small key design. And I saw that there's, um, I think it was on Fangamer, I can get Banjo-Kazooie keychain that has the ice key on it. So I think I'm going to replace this old Jiggy with the ice key at some point. I just want to have a bunch of keys on my keychain. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much mine, my situation. I feel like mine is like baby cop-out answer, but like, I want a Master Sword, man. Master Sword <laughs> was the first sword I ever looked at and loved, you know? Like, uh -huh. it's also a weapon with such a rich history. It's been in so many games. It's It has so many, no pun intended, legends, like, tied to it. Um... We've even seen the legend of the Master Sword expand with games like Skyward Sword and even Tears of the Kingdom. Like, mm -hmm. the Master Sword and what it represents and what it is has only grown. So, like, every game that it appears in, it just becomes more meaningful to me. So I would love to one day own, like, a finely crafted Master Sword replica uh, alongside uh, Hylian Shield, because... Hylian Shield is a gorgeous design. If you ever seen a like a real metal one in person, they are beautiful. They look so nice. Um, it's also what you see half the time when you're running around as Link because it's on his back, so it's like mm -hmm. facing you. Um, just the iconography of the Hylian Shield and the Master Sword. Uh, it's it's everything to me. So definitely those two things. Um, Obviously, I'd want something from Monster Hunter. Cosplayers go hard with Monster Hunter weapons. Yeah. They're so cool. Uh, you see a lot of, like, Zenogre dual blades that people make. Um, and they always have, like, these cool light lightning effects, like, going through them. It looks like they're breathing lightning. It's so rad. <laughs> I, I would love, like, a... Uh, uh, well, actually... I was going to say I'd love like a full-sized Monster Hunter hammer, but I've held one before. At E3 in 2019, when they were showing off Monster Hunter World Iceborne, they had a giant Velcana statue, life-size Velcana statue, and photo op. Man. And underneath the, the monster, uh, they had a full-sized heavy bow gun and a full-sized hammer that you could pick up and pose with. And I picked up the hammer because I have been a hammer main since 2010, that is my weapon class. I love the big bonk. And I got to hold one for real. And it was so cool. <laughs> like, it's not practical at all. But I would just, like, pop that up on my wall or, like, stuff it in the corner. It would look so cool. I would love specifically the red bludgeon. The red bludgeon hammer is the hammer fashioned after Rathalos. It is literally Rathalos's head on a stick. It doesn't get any better than that, folks. You got you got a spot right on your wall to hang said hammer if we ever if you ever get one. That I looks do. So awesome. Yeah, I uh, I love Monster Hunter weapons. <laughs> one of the coolest things about that whole series is just the ridiculous weapon designs. There have been a lot of cool hammers. I'm gonna rattle off a couple more because I'm just in the mood right now. <laughs> one, right, good, go for it. There was a hammer that they uh, put in Monster Hunter World. It, I think it was an event hammer. So. They'll have events, event quests. You do the event quest. It's usually themed. There might be something goofy in it, like an enormous, enormous monster or really tiny monster sometimes. Uh, and the reward will usually be like a themed weapon or a themed armor set. And one time, they gave us a new hammer that was a piece of cooked meat. It, like literally steaming 
There was steam coming off of it. So funny. <laughs> Fresh meat. <laughs> One of my favorite event weapons of all time is in Monster Hunter Tri. It is a lance. Uh, you get the lance by doing a quest where you have to slay some sharks, spelled with a Q, not a K. Um, and after you do it, you get the lance. The lance itself is a shark. Just It's actually just a shark. Like, the whole lance is a shark. Like, a real shark. <laughs> and the shield is a, is a, is a no-swimming sign. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm always such a fan of like joke weapons. Those are always so creative. <laughs> Last one and I'll shut up. There's a there's a gun lance in Monster Hunter Rise that I used for a long time. Gun lance is a lance that has a gun on it. It's a very simple concept. <laughs> you you swing the lance and you can fire a bullet. <laughs> I would have never guessed. <laughs> um and this gun lance was a straw hat shield and a giant corn cob. <laughs> What? Why? The gun lance is just a big piece of corn, and it's called a corn popper. <laughs> I oh would put God. that up on my wall for sure. Eat that. <laughs> People come over to my house, come into my office, and they're like, what's that big piece of corn? Oh, no, that's a gun. <laughs> that's a, that is the perfect conversation starter for any guest you invite over. <laughs> when you fire... Oh uh, when you fire out of the weapon and reload it, the top mm -hmm. of the corn just folds back and reveals the barrel what? of the gun. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, one of those weapons, obviously the most meaningful Master Sword and Shield, but uh, any goofy Monster Hunter weapon I'd be proud to have in my room. <laughs> uh, I, I remember I saw this before. Um, Jess, who was the owner of Zelda Universe, mm -hmm. um, she has a replica of the Master Sword and Shield in, oh. the, in their backdrop, and you could—I mean, you could kill a man with it. That—that is—that is a real <laughs> blade. I'm and not I'm so jealous. I'm not saying that's what I would do, but that's what I want. <laughs> if I'm gonna get a Master Sword, it better work. <laughs> Ain't no one gonna rob this house. <laughs> I got—I'm the hero timer here. <laughs> I'm the main character. Uh. uh so going on to my patron topic for the night, uh, I'll go ahead and read Feeling Dreepies um, because I feel this one in my soul. What is the most amount of progress you have lost when playing a game that didn't ruin the game for you but still made you not want to continue playing it? Uh, I have a oh, couple. Oh, no. I have a couple. One of them was Pokemon Black. Oh, no. I may have told the story on the show before, but if not, uh, Pokemon Black and White came out when I was in high school. <clears throat> so my school was undergoing Pokemania at the time when it came out. It was kind of awesome, actually. I'd never seen that many DSs, that many people playing Pokemon. The quote-unquote popular mm -hmm. kids at the time were playing Pokemon. Everybody was just playing Pokemon. It was honestly a very unifying experience for the school. Um so many people were playing Pokemon that during gym class, somebody got into my backpack when I wasn't around and stole both the Nintendo DS and my copy of Black out of my backpack. No. The, wor the worst they part. It? They stole it. They just took it. I never saw it again. Uh, the, the worst part about it, I guess there's two bad parts about it, but the worst was that the DS wasn't even mine. Oh, no. A friend was letting me borrow it so that I could play at school. Um, because, ironically enough, I wasn't bringing my DS to school because I was afraid of it getting stolen. Well, that was some, some justification for you right there in some weird way. Don't worry. I, uh, I was working at Chuck E. Cheese's at the time, and I literally paid him one of my entire paychecks. I felt so bad. I was like, please, I'm so sorry. Take this money. Oh, man. Get yourself a new DS. He had another DS already, which is why he was letting me borrow one. But still, I felt horrible. Oh, um, yeah. But as far as Pokemon Black is concerned, I had just finished the game. So, like, I had just finished the story and then was going to get started on the post game. 
And I never got to experience any of that. All of my Pokemon that I raised are gone. Uh, Just killed all of my interest in Pokemon for a while, because... It, it it's sentimental and you just to have that lost it just hurts so because of that i never played pokemon black 2 or white 2 either oh man oh you you gotta do what i did I, i'm almost done with heart gold on stream on this same channel everyone and uh uh it, it's been an experience going back to that and and i can't imagine for example finally being the elite four and then losing all that progress that you made with your with your crew your team that's that's uh it's a it's a personal thing because everybody has their own you know experiences with their own teams of pokemon and uh that sucks I, i'm sorry that happened to you and that gen 5 got soured for you because black black white black 2 white 2 are some of the, my favorites in the series gen 5 is still my favorite gen i uh, don't don't get it twisted because that game i still just loved the experience I had. Like the story was so cool. They were doing more with that than they ever ever had previously, um, and I was really into it. Uh, the 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 game I had played just recently before that was Pokemon Soul Silver, which I also loved. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. It did not affect my opinion of Gen Five. I should clarify. I still love Gen Five. It's my favorite. And once the remakes come out you know, three, four years from now or whenever that happens, I'll be first in line and I will finally experience the entire thing uh, start to finish. And if hopefully they remake two and uh, black two and white two, uh, I don't think they will, but if they do, I'll finally get to play those as well. Yeah, I hope so. Cause uh, it'd be fun to, to, to know your true experience for it. Cause yeah, the post game is, it's, it's pretty fun. As far as what I remember, um, not as much to do as like say Gen Two, with Kanto, but it's definitely worth playing. And so, I, I, whenever that comes about, who knows how many years from now? Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a fun time. What about you? Has this ever happened to you? You mean like just losing progress in a game that? Just... Or getting it stolen? If that ever <laughs> happened. Stolen? Uh, I got, I got bamboozled by the the hardware itself actually. Because um, one time I had my PS2. I never had a PS1. I had my. I was playing PS1 games on a PS2. Mm-hmm. That's how I experienced Final Fantasy VII for the first time. And years later, I bought my own copy of Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, I still have the, the crystal case and everything with me. Uh, it was very interesting that when I flipped the disc over, the bottom of those discs are black. Like, they're just a, a black color. I was right. like, is this, is this right? So maybe I couldn't tell that Perhaps one of these discs, in fact, have more scratches than I realized. Because I, I played through disc one, had a good time. I, 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 I know people have mixed opinions about Final Fantasy VIII. I actually quite like it a bit more than other people, I think other people do. And so, yeah, but got through disc one for the first time. Got through disc two. I think it's towards the end of disc two that you're, you're in a place. It, it's, it's doing a, a CG cutscene, right? And... Uh, spoilery things are happening towards the end of that, and there's a specific part. I remember it's it's. I remember Squall flying through the air to catch Renoa. I think it was something like that, and it froze for some reason. And I'm like, oh, uh oh, okay. Uh, I'll just turn the system off. I'll try it again. And so when I get to that scene again, it gets a little bit further, but then it freezes again. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> There's something about there's, there was something in the disc that was scratched as it was trying to load the CG cutscene that would not get past this one point. And there, this is an era where you can't skip cutscenes, so I, I have to watch it. Oh no! And and so my I, every time I got I, I tried again, it was always getting broken and freezing around that part, and so I couldn't I couldn't finish the game. Oh. I couldn't get to the next disc. That and that's hurts. Like, that's a lot of hours into the game, by the way. Like you're you're at the end of disc two of like I think it's three discs of that game, and I'm just like I oh no I had to I had to restart everything, so I I stopped for a long time. I eventually got the game for PS3, uh, digitally, and I, I did eventually beat the game. But man, that was very deflating to see that happen. Um, God, but, that's yeah, so that, painful. That, 
That was a major one. Uh, another really quick one. Uh, I lost all my emblems in Sonic Heroes <laughs> that I was earning. No. <laughs> I, I think the game was, was you know, it, it's at the point where it says, now saving. Please don't turn off the system while saving. Mm-hmm. And I probably didn't realize that was happening because I, I was hurrying to finish something and I went to turn the game off. And I, I, I was, my finger was on the button as it was showing that and I, my heart sank when i realized oh no i did the thing you're never supposed to do and turn off while the game says don't do not turn off while saving and the memory was corrupt and i had like over 100 emblems in sonic uh. heroes over 100 and i'm just like oh no this is so much game to play and it's so repetitive <laughs> god growing up i had a friend who would just yank the memory card out of his gamecube while it was on oh what I don't exactly remember why he would do that. Maybe he was swapping them out if he had the wrong one in or something. Uh-huh. Uh, dude had a lot of games and several memory cards. And I was like, stop doing that. And he did it to mine once. And I was like, don't. <laughs> Turn it do off it first. Yours. Do it to yours. Don't do that to mine. Like, I yeah, I, I, I take as much care as I can of my electronics and all my systems and controllers and every, every component of it. And I, I would have a heart attack if somebody did that to mine. Yeah, it would. Oh God, if I had lost my save data from that, I would have lost my mind. Uh, thankfully, I didn't. Um, another funny one. As a kid, uh, as a kid, playing Mario Party Two by himself. You know, I didn't huh. live in a neighborhood where there were other kids. It was just me and a bunch of old people. So I was playing Mario Party oh, alone yeah. most of the time. Um. And I was playing through, like, all the boards for the first time, and I had finally unlocked the Bowser board. And I was playing through the Bowser board. I think I I was probably winning. Um, And when you're that age, like six, seven, eight years old, a 20-turn game of Mario Party by yourself takes years. Not hours. Years. Because you're a child, and you have no sense of time. So when I saw that 10 turns left pop-up show up i got so excited i was like i'm finally gonna beat mario party as if, as if it's some kind of accomplishment <laughs> and i i must i think i jumped out of my chair with the controller in my hand oh no and as you know n64 controllers not very long cord pretty short so i jumped up controller stretched out yanked the n64 and pulled it out of the wall Oh wow! <laughs> did it just everything came out? Did it just turn off right away? I I did not completely like loosen the game or the the console, but it was mm-hmm. just enough to make the game freeze. Oh no, no! <laughs> so I had to turn it off, and because I was a baby seven year old or however old I was, I cried because I had to do Ow. all ten of those turns all over again. <laughs> Hours of your life gone. <laughs> Years of my existence gone. <laughs> Never to be retained, re- regowned again. Uh, obviously, I got over that. <laughs> uh, it's so I funny gambled. thinking about that, though. Like, being a kid and a single game of Mario Party feeling like it takes years. <laughs> hey, that's when it matters so much. Like, these days, you get, uh, you get a game of Mario Party, and I'm just like, man... You I don't want, want to play take again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, those are some not so great memories, but uh, what is a good memory is the memory of this show. And the reason I'm saying it's a memory is because it's the end. I'm sorry, guys. The show has to end here. Um, we've come up on an hour. We've done our stories. We've done our patron topics. But the fun isn't over if you're a patron because if you're a patron at the live audience tier you can join us for the exclusive post show so make sure i think there's a link to our patreon below the twitch if you're watching here on twitch if there's mm-hmm. not someone will put one in the in the chat i hope don't i do want to say don't hold it to before, me before <laughs> i do want to say before we leave uh thank you to those who gave out community gift subs during this show johaman gave out two gift subs and fangs to wolf gave out five that brings us to 
many more subs than I ever thought we would have. So thank you so much for your generosity. And we do, we wanted to recognize you. We do appreciate you and your support in this community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and, and as I say that, uh, VMN, Very Master Ninja, I told Brandon that Very Master Ninja gifted 50 last time I was streaming on Thursday playing Pokemon. And I thought it was five. This time it is five. So <laughs> giving out five gift subs to the community. Thank you so much for your generosity. You can see it above there. 55 total to this community. Thank you uh, so much. You all are too much. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot to us, uh, especially to me and Daniel, because we, uh, we fostered this Twitch channel to where it is today. Um, so seeing all the new faces and all the love coming in uh, with the podcast moving over here, it means a lot to us. My gosh, we're at the end. We got a high train after uh, Jabo ninety one subscribed with with Prime. <laughs> y'all, y'all, we said we're going to end the show. Well, I and guess we're we going to ride that train right into the post show. Uh, unfortunately, because I don't have an up to date model of our GVG cast layout, I don't have credits for it today. But I do want to thank all of our producers and executive producers for. For supporting us as well as all of our new people here on twitch supporting us through that it means a lot to us this goes out to all of you uh that got your gift subs today and to our three very gen or four very generous subscribers here uh <laughs> thank you did you hear that brandon no able to it did not up? come through I, no! had, I had to imagine it it's. I swear it's making noises, but you can't hear it. My my family got this from Japan. They just came from Super Nintendo World uh, in Tokyo. And, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way to make it so you hear it next time. But I swear it's making noise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> All right, gang. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure to follow us into the post show if you're on the Patreon. And if you're not, make sure to join down below. But uh, until then, keep the games good and the vibes greater. We'll see you next time. Till we meet again.